unveiling the secrets A-list copywriters use to make themselves and their clients millions. This is the Copywriters Podcast with your host, the world's greatest copywriting coach, David Garfinkel. Welcome back to the Copywriters Podcast with your host, the world's greatest copywriting coach, David Garfinkel. David, how are you doing today? I'm good, Nathan. How are you? I am good, and I am looking forward to today's episode because I see that we have a special guest lined up, and I was looking at the show notes, and I can't wait to jump into this topic. So I'm going to hand it over to you, and I might chime in from time to time, but I'm going to absorb as much as I can. Sounds good. So people outside of marketing and copywriting might think swiping is you know something you do on your phone with a dating app or maybe swiping is slang for shoplifting and those aren't wrong but today we're talking about what copywriters and marketing strategists mean when they say swiping that is taking a proven form whether it's actual words or something a little more conceptual and finding a way to use it yourself and it could be as simple as word substitution in a headline for example we've all seen countless examples of headlines swiped from these originals. Who else wants a whiter wash? And who else wants a beach body? And swipes would be, who else wants a six pack that gets admiring stares? Or who else wants more free time than you ever dreamed of? But our guest today has a much broader and I would say much more profitable vision of what swiping is and can be. And you'll really be interested in what he has to say. His name is Corey Haynes. He has a lot of experience in SaaS marketing. In case you're not familiar with the term, SaaS is short for software as a service. In other words, subscription stuff. He also writes a weekly newsletter on SaaS marketing with more than 18,000 subscribers. Corey's also co-founder of SwipeWell and has a whole lot of knowledge and wisdom on swiping more than I've heard from anyone else. So before we welcome Corey, let me tell you something you always hear from me. Copy is powerful. You're responsible for how you hear what you use on this podcast. Most of the time, common sense is all you need. But if you make extreme claims, and or if you're writing copy for offers in highly regulated industries like health, finance, and business opportunity, you may want to get a legal review after you write and before you start using your copy. My larger clients do this all the time. So, Corey, welcome, and thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm so excited. Well, let's let's jump in. I know we got a lot to cover. Why don't we start with your definition of swiping and a swipe file? Sure. Swiping is essentially the act of stealing an example <clears throat> to use for yourself as inspiration for any sort of marketing campaign, landing page, ad, email that you're working on. So swipe file is a collection of all of the things that you swiped, all the examples, all the landing pages, all the emails, any headline that you see, any piece of copy, especially since we're talking about copywriting, mostly any piece of copy that you like, that you want to swipe, you store it somewhere and that becomes your swipe file. And it kind of came from the old, like the vintage original madman marketers like David Ogilvie and Eugene Schwartz, and they would literally keep a big binder full of, you know, cut out newspaper ads and magazine print ads and, you know, copy that they would see in sales letters and direct mailers and anything they could find that could help them kind of 
skip step one, which is trying to feel inspired. You know, so we, we all kind of had this problem where, you know, artists have a, a blank canvas in front of them or, you know, writers have a blank page in front of them. Marketers, we're doing a lot of writing. We're actually doing a lot of, you know, creating and what I would call artistic work as well. And so uh, it's funny because a lot of people in other industries know kind of the secret to this hack of how to inspire yourself and kind of stop reinventing the wheel. But us marketers are still a little bit behind the wheel. <laughs> and so a swipe file helps us to, you know, get with the times and really do better work faster. Okay, so I think you've done a good job of explaining where it comes from. Could we drill down a little more on why it's valuable to a marketer and a copywriter? I understand inspiration, but can you talk more about that? Yeah, absolutely. And I think it goes beyond inspiration, which is a really important point to uh, to highlight because a lot of people say, well, you know, sometimes I don't have a lack of inspiration. And so I just kind of like, you know, write free form or, or I get inspired by myself and I don't need to look at examples to which I would ask them, well, do you feel like you are doing everything in your power to make sure that you're including all the best practices and lessons that everyone else has learned the hard way to incorporate into your marketing campaign, landing page, ad, email, or, or headline, to which case it's normally like a, well, I don't know. <laughs> and so one of the big parts of value that you get out of a swipe file is that one, you're learning through osmosis just by curating a swipe file, constantly reviewing, or even just searching through examples to kind of like see what you find. You might try to find inspiration from other industries, from your own industry, from kind of these disparate places that you wouldn't normally look for inspiration for whatever you're, wor you're working on. You might find best practices that you didn't know were kind of in front of you beforehand. And you might be inspired to do something completely off the beaten trail, completely off the beaten path that's, that's new and creative and edgy and innovative in some way. And that is a priceless kind of experience. If you've ever gotten there, we just feel like, oh man, this is so cool. I can't believe, you know, you just, you just feel like you're kind of on the cutting edge and you feel like it's going to be new and it'll be received well. And that's one of the big parts of value that I found out of my own swipe file that I use all the time. Of course, I have to be a practitioner as well. It's just finding inspiration from the other industries as well as looking at the best practices that learning through osmosis. Okay. If I'm looking at a landing page, now that I've looked at a hundred landing pages and I'm trying to write the landing page structure and kind of outline, it becomes kind of second nature, but also I can use it almost as a checklist. Okay. Let me just look through and see what else I can find for inspiration. Oh, that's interesting. That company is doing a little section over here like this showca showcasing this before and after, or this kind of how it works section, or you can kind of get the idea of helps you go beyond your own little world of what you think is good and right and possible. So you're, you're talking about not just copying or adapting, you're talking about stepping back, analyzing and almost creating a checklist in your own mind of some things that really doesn't exist anywhere else, except maybe through a lot of experience and research, you know, just looking at stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I would say, I mean, not, not to get too kind of pie in the sky or ethereal, but it's sort of like a subconscious framework that starts to form in your mind about how things can be done and should be done, different approaches. But it really allows you to take anything that you're working on and you have this subconscious framework that allows you to remix anything that you've seen in the past. 
And so you're not, again, you're not swiping. It's not just stealing. You're not copy and pasting, right? But you can be rewording. You can be using it for inspiration. You can take, oh, I'm going to look at, you know, vintage print ads from the 1950s. And how can I take this and use this as inspiration for my Facebook ad today? Well, you know what? I don't actually see this format done very often anymore. And I see what they're doing here with the kind of headline that they have and the examples that they use and the imagery. Maybe I'll take something like this and I'll adapt it to a modern age ad, like a Facebook ad, for example. And now you can see how you're, you know, what might've taken someone a month or a whole year of revelation to kind of get to that place where you're inventing like a new ad style, maybe it just took you a couple of hours or a day to kind of sift through and, and invent. Could could you walk me through something that you've done or, or something you've seen one of your clients or one of your subscribers do along those lines? Because it it is very interesting, but for someone who's never, and I, and I love what you're talking about. I, I think I understand it, but I'd, I'd really love to make it tangible if you could. Sure, absolutely. I can talk about one of my favorite examples, something we were talking about previously in our, in our last call was how to take inspiration from other industries and apply it to your own. And this is one of, one of my favorite things because, again, I think coming from a SaaS marketing background, software and tech can traditionally be kind of corporate and a little bit boring, a little bit stuffy. Everyone kind of just copies from each other. And it's this whole echo chamber where you know how it works, you run the playbook. It's very kind of dry, I would say. So I get bored of that stuff pretty easily. <laughs> and so I wanted to take examples from other industries. And a company that I've done a lot of work with is called SavvyCal. And essentially a, a Calendly competitor, appointment scheduling, you know, meeting scheduler. And we had this whole kind of David and Goliath story that we had spun up about how we're the little guy, but we're coming in and we're stronger, better, faster, and the good guys, right, in the story. But everyone that that kept coming through the door would say, well, not everyone, a, a large portion of people would say, you know, I'd love to switch over. I love SavvyCal. I gave it a trial, but I have an annual subscription with Calendly. And so, you know, I can't really even think about switching over for another six or nine months or eight months when their renewal was supposed to be due. And that kept happening over and over and over again. We are like, man, this is a bummer. I guess a lot of people are on annual subscriptions with Calendly. Or do we just kind of wait around? Do we set up a follow-up sequence to kind of capture them? Do we set a reminder? Do we try to offer them a discount and then just hope that they kind of switch over and eat the extra cost? So we're doing a lot of thinking. I have a swipe file of kind of innovative campaigns that I've seen about like these kind of switch campaigns. How do you get someone to use your product? And especially in software, that's one of the big problems that you have to think about is it's not just purchasing a new product. It's displacing an old product. Sort of like, you know, I have a couch in my living room today. If I'm going to buy a new couch and I don't have room for a second couch, what do I do with the old couch? But that couch happens to be very embedded and loved by other people. <laughs> and so it's always a very tricky process. Mm -hmm. Anyways, we were thinking back and I started to think about the, the old and looking through the old T-Mobile uncarrier campaigns where T-Mobile kind of teed up themselves as the David in a Goliath story where they're the new guy in the block and the small guys and the good guys and all the other, you know, phone service carriers are going to lock you into contracts and they're going to upsell you and they're going to charge you an arm and a leg. And so T-Mobile became the uncarrier and they would even pay you to switch over, which was such a like ridiculous. I remember seeing the, the ads on TV when I was a kid being like, I want to be paid to get a new phone. <laughs> like, that sounds like <laughs> a great idea. You know, the offer is just so solid. There's so much juice to it and so much substance 
that it becomes irresistible. And so I thought, you know, maybe is there a way to kind of take that? We'll pay you to switch over uncarrier type of campaign and offer for software and for SaaS, especially since Calendly, everyone's locked into their annual subscription. And so we couldn't pay people to switch over, but we could pay them in credits in essentially usage of the software. And so we came up with was this, we'll buy out your Calendly campaign and we would essentially just credit someone's account, the amount that's left on their receipt that's prorated from their annual subscription and would say, look, no harm, no foul. We will credit the, your account as long as you send out, like just forward your last invoice and we'll do the math for you. It'll be in your account. You can start paying. And then once you get through your credit, then you'll be, uh, you'll start paying for SavvyCal, no harm, no foul, get started today. And it's worked great. It's still one of the the great campaigns that kind of works for, for SavvyCal and their benefit. And now people don't have an excuse, right? But we're making a frictionless way to switch over and to use SavvyCal. And we got the idea from T-Mobile. You know, I, I love that example. I remember when we were talking earlier, you mentioned it. And it occurs to me, you know, at the very lowest level of swiping, you're bordering on plagiarism, you know? I mean, yeah, some people yeah. don't even bother to change the words, and sometimes they get sued pretty bad. At, but at the highest level, you're not you're not swiping words anymore. I mean, maybe you did use some of the same words, but you didn't have to. You're swi- you're you're taking ideas, which is really creativity, where you take two diff- two existing ideas and you combine them into something else. Exactly. Um, so, do you see swiping going? working at all levels profitably from the very conceptual to the word substitution and everything in between. That's a great way to think about it. I love that. I'm going to steal that. Actually, I'm going to swipe it um, for the way that I describe it in the future. Yeah, I know anything I say to you is, is liable to be swiped. So I'm not going to worry about it. <laughs> right. I should have a disclaimer every time I go into a podcast or do an interview. I'm a, no, but... I'm a swiper. <laughs> Hold on to your wallets, folks. Get back <laughs> <laughs> no, but but really, I think that's a great way to think about it. And you know, I, personally, I would say at the very lowest level, we are you are literally swiping someone else's copy or images or IP. Of course, that is you know frowned upon. That is not right. I would call that evil, devious marketing, and I would recommend against it. The like one step above that is where you're sort of like rephrasing and or you're taking the same you know word structure page structure you know the same idea with the way that something is presented an image or an illustration or an animation you know and then the, like you said the, the very highest level was probably that more well we're just taking the the vague idea and the concept and the story here of of what's going on but there's been a lot of times where i basically have a a kind of formulaic landing page structure these days for when I write copy for, for SaaS companies and what I've seen convert best. And that like the structure itself, if you were to break it down into its modular pieces, all those modular pieces have all been swiped from past landing pages that I've seen work well, or, you know, kind of just stumbled upon. And then I reuse that same formula and page structure across every SaaS page that I do today. So in that sense, like, yeah, of course I'm, I'm absolutely swiping all the time. I have these classic kind of before and after and checklists and okay, we're going to have our risk reversal section here. And even, you know, copywriting formulas exactly where it's sort of just like plug and play and you're just kind of replacing your brand and your statistics and, you know, these kind of uh, value proposition bits and pieces into bits of headlines. 
And so it's absolutely possible. And that's been a huge, huge help. I mean, now what used to take me like, you know, what, what used to be in my early days of marketing, like a full year project of let's make a new website for our SaaS company. Okay. We got to spend three months in research, three months in copy, three months in design, three months in development. Now is like a one week process. <laughs> it's like I can bang out the copy in a day and then the design and development will be done in a week. You know, because everything is so here's exactly what I want. Here are examples. Here's what it should look like. And then I just hand it off to the designer and the developer. You know, what, what's really fascinating to me about the template you described for your landing page is you say you swipe the headline from here. You swipe the guarantee from here. You swipe the call to action from here. And it, it reminds me of a quote. I can't remember who said it. I'm sure someone will write in afterwards, or maybe you know, maybe Nathan knows, bad artists steal, great artists steal from many people, you mm -hmm. know, mm -hmm. right? That's a good uh, one, actually. I haven't heard that variation, so I don't know who that's from, but that's a great I one. I think I probably misquoted it a little bit. Yeah, I mean, because that is all creativity. I mean, Napoleon Hill talks about, you know, synthetic creativity and original creativity, and original creativity is almost impossible and even harder to make work. But synthetic creativity is where you take existing ideas and you recombine yes. them, shape them, bend them any way you want to. So obviously, we, okay, swiping is your business, plus you're also, you have a newsletter and, and you, you're marketing client, but most of us swiping is not our business. So how do you reduce this down to an effective day-to-day -day thing without totally, you know, taking up all your time swiping? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, for me, it's become more of a day-to-day -day practice almost where now that I'm so conscious of it and I see the value of it and I've gotten so much value out of my own swipe file. So I think one, one of the paradigms a little bit is there's kind of this cold start problem where you need to start curating examples to build your swipe file. And it doesn't become important and valuable until you kind of hit a critical mass of, you know, in your library where, you know, where your binder is full and your swipe file is just overflowing with examples, right? And when you just have kind of five or 10 in there, it's kind of like, okay, this is a neat little thing to collect. But I have, I think, close to 7,000 items or swipes in my, in my own personal swipe file that I that's powered through swipe well, my app. And, um, now it's a treasure trove. You know, I feel like I discover new things in there all the time, <laughs> right? But I've practiced, I've trained myself for the practice of swiping all the time. So I probably swipe things at least a few times a day. We try to make it really easy with the app, not to make this kind of like a sales pitch for it, but like the ways that it's broken no, down for me in the past. time when you can make a sales pitch. So please okay. do. Tell, tell people <laughs> sure. might be interested, especially yeah, if you can yeah. save time. Yeah. Absolutely. So the, the ways that like managing a swipe file in, kind of these homegrown apps or processes have failed me in the past is I've used everything out there from Google Drive to Notion to my desktop app or my desktop folder to my um, notes app, fill in the blank, right? Like any of these kind of just like, yeah, throw it in there, email it to yourself, dump it in Slack. They all end up um, failing in one really critical way, which is that you can't find what you're looking for later. And then the whole thing becomes a mute point. Cause it's like, well, <laughs> it's gone. I just kind of like threw it into Pandora's box and now I can't open it and you have no idea where to go. So what we do with swipe well is one, we make it really easy to curate in the first place. So we have a Chrome extension and we have a unique way of capturing emails to allow you to forward in emails and then we'll take a screenshot for you. We even have mobile apps so you can send things directly from your phone, whether it's a 
image or an Instagram ad or whatever you happen to, to come across, even if it's a picture that someone texts over to you, all you have to do is click share and the mobile app will send it over. But in that process is the secret sauce, which is what that we kind of force you and enable you to organize it as you swipe. And so instead of just kind of clicking save and then it's in there and you have no idea where to find it later, uh, we'll automatically title it for you. You can add tags. You can add it to what we call collections, which are sort of like these curated groups or you know subfolders within your swipe file. You can annotate. And then when you're in SwipeWell later uh, within the web app at any time, you can search, you can filter, and you can kind of use these shortcuts to go straight to collections. So again, every time you find what you're looking for within like two clicks or less is our goal. And I find what I'm looking for all the time. So it's amazing because I'm looking for examples of, you know, SaaS landing page social proof examples. And I can get there in two clicks. And now I can see exactly what I've done in the past, what other companies are doing. It makes it really easy. When you're but using what? something like Notion or Google Drive, things are titled screenshot XYZ123. There's you know a crazy file hierarchy of it's in SAS and then landing page and then social proof. And how do you really organize that? It doesn't really go both ways. So anyways, okay. that's the kind and, of thing behind the, it. And people can get to it by swipewell.com. Is that right? Is that where they find it? Swipewell.app. We're working on the .com, but you can go to oh, swipewell.app swipewell. today. And that's yes. APP for app? Yes, exactly. Swipewell.app. Yeah. And so... I think one reason I'm going to guess I want please confirm or correct me. One reason you can find stuff is is you think a little bit about what's the good part of this swipe and you put a tag on it as you save it, right? Which might take all of five seconds. It it does require a little bit of focus, but it's not the hardest thing in the world to do. Yeah, no, it makes it super easy. In fact, so that's another part of kind of our I would call our secret sauce is that instead of using like this rigid web 1.0 file hierarchy where everything goes into a folder and then a subfolder and a subfolder and subfolder, it becomes impossible to, to know where something belongs because it could belong in multiple places. And so tags allow you to just completely break that paradigm. You can add as many tags as you want. So I can have a tag for SAS, a tag for landing page, a tag for social proof. And now I can find it by making any one of those tags or any one of or any two of those tag combinations, or any 10 tag combinations, it doesn't matter, you always be able to kind of filter it down. And so the tags is really part of the secret sauce as well, it makes it super easy to manage. And um, in, in the process, right, you're just kind of thinking literally in your head about how your brain categorizes things in real time, you just ask your, yourself a question, what is this thing, and then you start using the keywords that come to mind. That's really cool. And swipewell.app, you told me it's a freemium, right? So people can try it out or they can have a limited number of swipes, yeah. no charge. Yeah. Again, we, we really only want to charge people who are really finding all the value they can out of it. And we don't want to charge you if you're not using it. And so uh, basically you get 50 swipes for free. And at that point, that's sort of what we've seen is kind of the, the critical mass, the little bit of the crossing the chasm, where then at that point, your swipe file becomes this library for yourself. And at that point, you can choose if you want to kind of keep paring it down and stay under free plan, which we have no problem with, or if you want to start paying and you get unlimited everything. I have a question real quick. I don't want to divert from the show, but I am interested in this product. And you earlier talked about something that I don't hear a lot of copywriters talking about, which is you've explained like swiping headlines, swiping calls to action, but then you talked about different types of copy because not all copy is 
directly sales copy. Sometimes there's landing page copy for opt-ins. Sometimes there's lift email copy where all you're trying to do is get somebody out of the email and over to a page. You talked about switch copy. How do we, what kind of copy works well for somebody who's facing the objection of I'm already invested in this and I, I've got the sunk cost fallacy or whatever. Does this program also allow you to tag your copy that way? So not just what part of copy, but what style of copy? Yeah, absolutely. And you can really use any method that you want to. I, again, I think that tags are a great way of doing that. But one of the other big things that we're working on is one today, you can kind of annotate any one of the things that you swipe. And that can be as granular as, you know, when you actually make a swipe, you can take a full page screenshot, you can take a, a little section, you can take a screenshot in yourself that you could drag, and then you just kind of drag it over to swipe well. So you can kind of like, focus in on any element that you want and break it up or you can even, what we're going to be working on next is you can actually make annotations directly onto the image of whatever it is that you're swiping. And so you can have a little kind of pointer that says, you know, okay, well, this part of this headline is the risk reversal, or this part is the, the FOMO, or this part is the, you know, the hook. And you can kind of do that directly on the page instead of just it living in a tag or an annotation. Um, nice. But there's multiple ways to do the, the same thing. Right. It's, it's sort of just uh, whatever method fits your your style. OK, I'm going to let you guys jump back into it, but you've already sold me on this. I'm going to go check it out right now. <laughs> OK, fine. <laughs> All right. So no, it's a good question, Nathan. Thank you. I don't know. I, I think you're a candidate for monarchy. I mean, and <laughs> by that, I mean the swipe king. Right. Corey Haynes, the it. swipe king. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I've never talked to and And I also think, you know. Copywriters may say, well, he's a SaaS guy. Well, he taught, no, actually you're lucky because he understands software enough to make, I mean, the uh, all these emotions are coming up now. Frustration, the biggest problem with swiping has been making it accessible. And, you know, again, that what 1.0 linear structure, it's like you can spend more time looking for it than using it. And, and exactly. you, you seem to have solved that problem, which, I'm I'm very excited about that. Yeah, no, I, I'm I'm really excited for for you as well. Speaking about more, one of the things that reminds me of something you said earlier was the kind of synthetic creativity, and this is really kind of what gets me all excited and and revved up as a marketer and also just as a founder of this app and kind of what it enables is, I personally I'm the most interested in enabling marketers to do much more creative, lively, fun, inspiring marketing marketing that doesn't feel like marketing. Now, of course, there's everyone needs the sales letter and you need to have like the direct response copywriting style at the opportune moments, but you can do it in a way that doesn't feel like you're being manipulated. And I think that's really what separates the good copywriters from the mediocre or from the bad copywriters, right? It's just the way that you make people feel. And um, so this, this idea of the synthetic creativity, you know, is really at the core of what gets excited about what we enable with SwipeWell. So a lot of this has been coming up like, you know, years ago, I read the book Steal Like an Artist by Austin Kleon, one of my favorite books. And I think an absolute must read 10 out of 10 for every marker and every copywriter really gets to the core of this whole kind of, you know, remixing synthetic creativity, swiping as well. Um, he talks about the idea of a swipe file within the book. There's also a YouTube video called Everything is a Remix. Uh, uh -huh. You'll probably find it's what a, it's, it has a few million views. You'll you'll know it when you see it. But it's kind of this documentary style exploration about how, you know, George Lucas 
used Japanese culture and an old movie that follows around kind of two minor characters for inspiration for the original trilogy for Star Wars and how, you know, every story is a remix of the hero's journey. And you have all these sort of everything's, you know, kind of derivative of Hamlet and Romeo and Juliet and all the original you know, Greek mythology kind of story arcs, right? And you, you you can kind of skin the cat in any way that you want if you're looking directly at storytelling or movies or books or copywriting or marketing. Like, it kind of helps build this tree in your mind where you see how everything is a remix, which I think also helps feel people empowered and inspired to do that for themselves, right? And to make that a practice of their work. Yeah, I I really like what you said about creativity because there is this perversion of what Alex Osborne originally came up with in the brainstorming, where uh, because one of the things he said that people seem to have let slide is the people in the room should know something about the topic and they should be prepared before before any idea is fine and. Unfortunately, you have any ideas, fine. I'll just bring up my favorite whipping boy, you know, the emu and the gecko, you know, the the guy who teaches you how not to become like your parents to sell insurance. Well, Mm -hmm. that was a, you know, very amusing idea that has absolutely no sales ability at all, as far as I know. And, uh, you know, well worth noting those people, those companies also have other people in charge of sales. But what you're talking about brings in that first step that Alex Osborne talked about, which is the research. And so you're, you're using your base elements for the creativity are already focused on successful sales. And, mm-hmm. and yet you, you take those things and you combine them in just the right way. And it doesn't feel manipulative or offensive or stress producing at all. It feels very inviting and, empathetic and uh, effective. So yeah, thanks Absolutely. for that talk. Really good. Yeah. And for, for copywriters too, when you're working with clients and are trying to make a case for, here's how I think that we should do things. We should, we should write this headline this way. We should make this page element this way. We should organize the page in this way. Of course, you want that to be backed up by, by data and by science and by proof. Right. Well, what proof do you have? Is it just an opinion or is it a best practice? Something that you've seen work over and over and over again. And again, it gets back to this practice of, I'm not just going to steal bad ideas. I'm not just going to swipe, you know, interesting ideas. I'm going to swipe the best ideas, the proven ideas, the ideas that I've seen work in the past and that have been proven to be successful conversion elements, right? And so you're doing your clients a favor as well by saying, Hey, I think we should do it in this way. Because if you look at these examples, here's where I drew the conclusion. Here's why I got to, you know, this thing, this proposal is because of all my past experiences. You can see how this worked for X, Y, and Z. And now you're driving from a place that's a lot more concrete. Okay. Well, I I think we're running out of time. We probably ought to wrap this up, but again, it's swipe. Well, S W I P E W E L L dot A P P. That app? Correct. Yep. And if people want to get or find out more about you, get in touch with you, I guess we've got a, a web address for you, Corey.co. 
That's right. That's my personal website. You can also go to swipefiles.com if you're a SaaS marketer in particular, or if you just want to see how a SaaS marketers think. But one more resource I want to make sure I didn't forget to mention was uh, we have what we call the, the SwipeWell Marketing Examples Library. It's swipewell.app slash examples. And there's over 6,000 examples curated into, I think we have somewhere around two or 300 different swipe files that you can just kind of browse through, collect, and you can even one-click swipe into your own account into SwipeWell, which is a great starting point for you know, kickstarting your swipe file creation and your own swiping journey. That's awesome. Thank you. Okay. I'm just going to say I've been writing copy for about 10 years now. I've gone through some of the best. I went through Agora's copy camp. I've bought a lot of stuff that came with these libraries of swipe files. And the biggest problem has always been, okay, I've got this giant library of swipes. How do I find what I need? And this this is like a copywriter's dream come true. So, Corey, first of all, I'm glad that you came on and shared it with us. I think it's great that you have kind of that unique perspective of being a SaaS copywriter and <laughs> knowing how to create a SaaS for copywriters. So that's pretty dope. I just want to say, man, I just was bombarded with good news in this episode. So, David, thank you for putting it together. Corey, thank you for coming on. And one more time before we're out of here, where can people go if they want to check out more of this uh, particular product? Yeah, thank you guys so much. Again, swipewell.app. If you have any questions, thoughts, ideas, feedback, um, you can email me anytime. There's a little live chat widget as well. But also, you can find me on Twitter, at Corey Haynes Co. I respond to everyone. DM me freely if you want. Happy to chat. You had like Yesterday, you had this thread of 12 different um, strategies for a marketing campaign for SaaS. You're really into this stuff, man. I want to. I'm really into Twitter, especially. But yeah, I'm all about it. This is the life. All right. <laughs> Thank you, all guys. Right. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you, David, for putting this together. And for you, the listener out there, if you're enjoying this episode and you want to catch more episodes just like this one, head on over to copywriterspodcast.com and we will catch you next time. Catch you next time. Thanks, Corey. All right. Thank you, guys. Awesome. Hey, did you enjoy today's show? Want to help get it into the ears of more listeners? Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcast app. This is the Copy and Funnels Podcast Network.